This week, we're continuing A Court of Mist and Fury by Sarah J. Mass, otherwise known as Season Pass to That Ass. <laughs> Hi, readers. I'm Jordan. And I'm Katie. And welcome to Not Another Heroine, the podcast where we break down the best and worst fictional heroines, those swashbuckling ladies who have to work a little harder than expected for their happy ending. Want to see what's next on our TBR list? Subscribe to us on YouTube or follow us on Instagram for a sneak peek at upcoming content or to help us pick our next book. We are back with part three of Akamath. We're going to be sweaty. The never ending (laughs) story. Yeah, it really, it really is. I feel like we've been talking about Akamath forever. Mm -hmm. I, this is the longest that we've spent with one character. No, we spent a long time with Mel. Oh, that is true. I, I think we did five episodes, but that was. But this is part one and part two, like uh, book one, book two. Yeah. I don't know that we've done. Yeah, like one sequence yeah. before. Mm. Mm. Um, I don't know that I want to do that again. That's <laughs> <laughs> not. Yeah, this is kind of brutal. And we're not, we're not even doing this the way we normally approach books um with our scripting Mm, Uh, just a peek mm -hmm. behind the the curtain for how we kind of roll is we write like our plot synopsis like Mm -hmm. we we each write a summary sometimes we merge them sometimes we each write our own um we stole yes and then embellished it and like we've we've kind of transitioned from like reading almost word for word our scripts and our summaries Mm -hmm. to like (laughs) winging it yeah um (laughs) So I don't know if, if our readers can tell mm-hmm. uh, from our earlier episodes to now mm-hmm. what that looks like or what that sounds like. I feel like it also depends on the book and like what's needed. Like some of the books that I know that maybe our readers haven't read, I feel like we need to talk about more. And kind of progress more yeah. chronologically and not bounce around. Yeah. But there's like other books that it's like you've read those Like, before. come on, this one? Really? <laughs> yeah. And there's also books that like not a lot necessarily happen. So it's not as important like the the summary of events mm-hmm. but i don't know there's some books that you're like this has to be told in order or else you're gonna be like what the fuck is there's happening? some <laughs> books that i read straight through and then the next day i couldn't tell you what actually happened oh 100 percent. like all of the books i read in the last like two years like i would struggle to <laughs> yeah. like my favorite game is to open up my kindle app and like oh i found this really good book i want to read and i already own it and read it and, like, <laughs> and i have no recollection yeah. of actually reading this book i think the worst one that happened to me was i uh picked up a book on kindle unlimited i think and i read the first bit dnf'd it and then three months go by i'm at the like uh barnes and noble and i'm like oh this book looks kind of oh, like no good. it was the book i did oh, no. that bitch <laughs> like <laughs> you know awful. 13 dollars later i feel stupid but it's fine everything is fine i would be so mad girl i at least the cover's pretty and it like it's that weird like matte like texture thing. oh i do okay yeah. that's fair so it like looks nice but it's one of those that like that's never going to be read <laughs> mm. i i yeah. did an exercise on my bookshelf and i pulled out all the books that i either have started and not finished or <laughs> haven't even started at all and it was almost half my book oh my god <laughs> i feel that because like whenever i buy excuse me I don't know what that was. Um, every time I buy books, I always have this like, I'm smart and intellectual and I get like nonfiction books on like political events and uh, <clears throat> they sit there forever. Yeah. <laughs> you read like, like you bring it on a plane, like I'm going to demonstrate to the world that I'm a serious reader and yep. then no. And then I switch to this on my phone. Yep. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
All right. The, the summer, summer court. court. That was in sync. That was... We've Ooh. been doing this for a while. I got while. like goosebumps. I like it. <laughs> well, the fact that we both pictured the summer court as the kingdom from the Little Mermaid. A hundred percent. Yeah. That's it, what this is. Yeah. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's like, describe. it's on a harbor, right? Mm-hmm. It's white and gleaming. There's like gulls cawing in the background. And Ta-ca! it's like warm. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. That was beautiful. Oh. The only thing that I had major beef with this about is how Tarquin, who's the high lord of the... Um, yeah, summer he's court. very young too. Yeah, he's like forty-eight. Brain forty-eight and Faye years. That's yeah. So he's young. He's a baby. Yeah. In my brain, I was like forty-eight. I'm like, ew, that's like old. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if anyone is over the age of. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> but I mean, like men when they hit forty-eight are just kind of like, oh, keep digging that grave, Katie. Yeah, <laughs> I'm eight feet underground. Um, anyway, the part I didn't like was his sister is kind of described as like a, the quintessential mean girl. I didn't love that. No. And she's like a desperate mean girl. Yeah. And like her only function is to just have like recent favorite jealous. Yeah. I yeah. did not. Did not love that. Because like we're in the 21st century. Like do we really need like the mean girl trope but in their books? I mean, it's fun sometimes. <sighs> yeah. It, yeah. Especially like when... They become like a fully fleshed character afterwards, and you're like, "Oh, that's why you're a bitch because you went through." That's what she tried to do with fucking Nesta, and it doesn't no. work. Mm-mm. Anyway, Mm-mm. summer court. Yeah, uh, I love it, and the part I love the most is Amrin and the like cousins. The guard. <laughs> Amrin gets like a boy toy. I love this concept. I, it was so unexpected, <sighs> but it fit. Yeah, because I um. <clears throat> I love the himbo. Uh, I thought you were about to say, I also have a boy toy. <laughs> That's where I thought no. that face was going. <laughs> Not quite. Uh, the himbo trope is like, it has a special place in my heart. Um, of all the tropes. I know. The himbo. If you're feeling sad and you just want like a pick-me-up trashy smut thing, there is a fanfic and it's called Season Pass to That Ass. Um, what? Oh, what? <laughs> Yes. What? No, yes. no, please, please <laughs> state the name of this fan fiction again. Season pass to that ass. <laughs> but it features like a himbo. My soul just <laughs> left my body. Oh my God. Uh, I Okay, so it features like a himbo Draco who's like a Quidditch player. Of course it's a Draco story. <laughs> I, I, I know, I have a type. <laughs> but he's like a total himbo, like professional, like sports player. And Hermione's like a little bit bigger and her and Ron broke up. And it's just her having like fun dating a professional athlete. And he's 100% himbo. <laughs> you said athlete and I was athlete. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But it's just such a fun, like, because he's just, like, no thoughts going on. Just, like, big, gentle, but, like, himbo. So that's it. That's the energy that, like, Tarquin's cousin is giving me. Just, like, yeah. not a lot of thoughts, but just, like, himbo energy. I I love that trope. I don't know why. <laughs> just, like, the concept of, like, a stupid man that's, like, eh. <laughs> I, I love it. I I'm here why. and fluffy. Let me give <laughs> yeah, you a hug. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I love it. Himbo. <clears throat> and Tarquin is... Interesting as a character because yeah. he feels like a mesh between Tamlin and Reese. Yeah, like he's a, like a the in between. Yeah, like a kind of sophisticated, uh, more reserved maybe than either of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but also still has that like uh, not childish but like younger kind of uh, a little naive about the world. Yeah, um, what is it called? Um, idealism. Yeah, mm-hmm. he is probably the most idealistic character in 
this book. Uh-huh. Which is like refreshing because I don't know. You don't see that with like Faye that they want yeah. to change things. And the Summer Court people look like the people from Atlantis, the movie, the Disney movie Atlantis. Oh, yeah. Like tan, but mm-hmm. white hair. Oh. You and beautiful. the white hair or blonde I, I, hair. I know. I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, what a beautiful, like, combo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah. And so they arrive. There's, like, as a delegation, Tarquin mm-hmm. and his sister, the princess, come out uh, with their guards. And they're like, hello, welcome to the court. Let's hang out. Like, they don't, they come kind of with no um, mission other than just to, like, make friends, I think, is, mm-hmm. what, is how it's presented, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Well, because they, uh, and that was kind of the interesting part is, they do have a conversation, I think, after or before, and they're like, why can't we just ask him for the book? Like, he's kind of a cool dude. Like, maybe he'll just give it to us. And it's like, well, like, yeah, but also if he says no, like, we're 100% fucked. Yeah, because then he'll know what we're trying to do. Yeah, because I think that was my favorite part of this whole, like, sequence of events is that Reese is actually upset that when everything goes down and they are, like, banned from the summer court. Oh, the blood rubies. Yeah, I loved that. What a power move, I know. (laughs) I'm like, oh, that was hot. I know. (laughs) Oh, my God. But I just love that he was, like, kind of not upset the whole time about this, but he was, like, really conflicted and, like, angry that events placed him in this position that he had to, like, fuck up a friendship, like, because it's kind of nice. Like, he doesn't have a lot of friends, and he's like, I want to have a friend in you, but, like... I have to do this really fucked up thing. Like, I felt for him that he had to, again, sacrifice something. It's, like, Yeah. Ugh. So yeah. they spend a few days there. Tarquin invites them on, like, a river cruise. I love this part. <laughs> and Reese, like, makes it his mission to get close to Tarquin's sister. The, Which, like, why? I don't know. There didn't seem to be a clear purpose other than to make Feyre jealous. I know, which I did not love. So Feyre and Amran and Reese go on this river cruise. It's a dinner party kind of thing. And she sees Reese and the princess getting super handsy, super close. And she's like, I don't like this, but I don't want to acknowledge why I don't like this. And so she, like, <laughs> goes out on the deck and mopes for a little bit. And yeah. then she uses that interaction to, like, basically blow race off a little bit and like not talk to him like does the stupid like i'm gonna give you this island treatment Mm because i don't know any other way to handle my emotions because they're big and scary (sighs) and then she like flirts with tarquin (sighs) and poor tarquin i yeah because yeah that was the part that irritated me the most is he was getting like "Mm, let me find a better way to actually no he was getting double dick down so like (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean a good like not bad way uh, to say that he was i can't i can't <laughs> say that um but that might have to be the title that's fair because that's what happened because like he's getting fucked over by like reese because like they're no longer friends he's being used but then also he's getting down like dick down by pharaoh because like pharaoh doesn't actually like like him pharaoh's like oh hi you handsome big man can you show me your treasury where i heard you have a lot of jewels and like he takes her to like the treasury and gives her like a black diamond necklace yeah. <laughs> and it's beautiful. And she's like, Oh, you didn't have to do that. But she takes it anyway. I, yeah. Meanwhile, planning to steal like this family heirloom of a book that his family has been protecting for generations. Yeah. And then the audacity, what is the line? She's like, uh, you'd be really easy to fall in love with, but easier to be your friend or something. Oh, fuck it's like, off. that is a very like, coming on to you line like you did not need to do that like there's easier less psychotic ways to tell someone they're a good person yeah Yeah. no 
Oh, definitely playing on his because Feyre acknowledges that he's attracted to her. Like mm-hmm. she recognizes that she's not dumb. Yeah, and she's this is her third relationship or pseudo relationship mm-hmm. kind of thing. It just feels icky. It does, and it's sad too because he just like gets the short end of the stick on both sides, and it's like he's just trying to be like a good person, mm-hmm. and you guys are just like not telling him anything, and then also bamboozling him and being like, "Look at this hot chick. Oh, she just stole something from you." Anyways, yeah. It's like, bro. <laughs> they figure out where the book is being kept, which yeah. is on this like rock, rocky outcrop that gets hidden by the tide. Yeah. Because I kind of imagine, what's that like a uh, town in France that like the path to it disappears when the tide goes out? Oh, I have no idea. Like that a, sounds like a place I want to live. I know. Oh my God, could you imagine? Wonderful. Ah! But yeah, and it's like spooky and in a bunch of mud. Her and Amryn go into it, uh, get stuck. They, and at the last possible second. Like, they're basically drowning. Yeah. Because, uh, like, the, I thought this was, again, she does these scenes really well where, mm-hmm. like, the book is speaking. Did not like that. The book is speaking <laughs> to Feyre, and it's like, you liar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, ooh. That's spooky as fuck. Yeah, and Feyre's creeped out. But yeah. they grab the book. The whole, like, cavern temple thing that they're in starts mm-hmm. filling with water. And just as they're about to drown and die... um brilliant storytelling yes. fucking brilliant sarah mm-hmm. um like because we're on a first name basis obviously. <laughs> I, us and the celebrity <laughs> what happens incredible a hand pops out and yanks the fuck out of Feyre and amarin <sighs> and it belongs to the sisters or cousins of the chick that she helped during the tithe or teeth that couldn't pay for anything and Feyre's like take all my jewels just take it uh the, the water debt- wraiths yeah the debt has been paid and they're rescued, land on the beach, cough up a bunch of water. Incredible. Yep. Full circle. Because at first I'm like, who the fuck is saving them? And I'm like, whoa! Just, <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. The, oh, God. Because so, it's one of those foreshadowing that you're like, I don't know why this scene was included, but I like it because it shows Feyre as like an actual person doing things. And then it comes back around and you're like, holy fuck. Like she kept that in her back pocket until the perfect moment. And then it came out and it feels believable. And you're like... Jesus. Yep. Wow. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, so Reese, who has been like smacking guards around while they were in the temple, mm-hmm. um, spirit them away. Like they leave the summer court and they leave knowing that like they're on the shit list forever yeah. Uh, yeah. because they set off a bunch of alarms. I pictured like the Simply Safe security system. <laughs> I know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yep. But I, I also like the scene that um, Reese, I think it's when him and Feyre are talking about like, because he's kind of giving her the silent t- treatment because he's upset and they're, I think like upstairs in like a balcony area and he's drinking and being like mopey. Um, and he has this like admittance where he's like, it's been a long time since I've had to do something like this. Like I fucked up. Like I should have taken their memories instead of just knocking them out. But like, I was just so he like, didn't overwhelmed want to be that person. Yeah. And it's like, that's such a good character moment that like, why can't we get that for favorite? Like, first of all, but yeah, also shows like what a dynamic character he is and like how he has true feelings. And then like those pop out when he can't make the decision that he wants to make. Imagine <sighs> if we had gender flipped the two leads. Ooh. If Reese was a woman and Pharaoh was a dude. God. Okay, so again, it's not the himbo thing, but like the older girl love interest. Love it 100%. We never get that. No, and I want it. Never <laughs> in fantasy romance. Never. The like older, more powerful, like more knowing and like teaches the <laughs> There's younger. There's a whole subgenre of K-dramas that do that. <laughs> I am here for it. Yep. 
because <sighs> I kind of feel like Crash Landing on You is like a little bit, a little like, bit of that it flirted with the idea. But I love that as a concept because it would be nice too. Because then you have like a fully developed female like character instead of just like whatever Feyre is, which is nothing but gray. <sighs> And it's not morally gray, just gray. Interesting, because it would immediately, like, unleash the bi-panic in me. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. like, the male interest would be kind of, like, mid. And, like, yeah, he's handsome, but, like, he doesn't have any kind of personality traits and, like, eh, indifferent. Uh, but, you know, or not female even, Reese. Not <laughs> even flip the genders, but just make Reese a girl. Yeah, <gasps> and make make her the main character. Make her the heroine. Yes. And Feyre is the love interest. Fucking here for it, sapphic romance. <sighs> yeah, it would 100% like unlock all kinds of bi-panic for me, but that's fine. <laughs> I'll have an existential crisis for, you know, <laughs> well-developed female heroine love interest. <sighs> but sign me up. It's in this scene where he's like regretting how he handled the guards. Um, I think it, this is the blood ruby scene, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he had like has him on the little table and like, I just imagine him like, it's kind of like hot that he's like angry and like upset. Tarquin? Uh, or, no, uh, Reese during that scene. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just kind of like liked that he was like not um, up to play or whatever he says. He's like, not in his, um, I can't say the word. <laughs> oh, because it's naughty or? No. Cause, <laughs> cause, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know what word you're trying it, to It's what you called him last, the last episode. Himbo? Simp. Oh, a simp? Yeah. Because it's, it's cute that he's like, because Feyre's panicking because she's like, I've never seen him like act all like morose and like sad and like, oh, like yeah. I'm going to go to like this lingerie store, which I didn't like because that's oh, not fair to him. I don't also, the whole lingerie thing. Thing. did not love if it if you've read this book you know what we're talking about it felt really out of place it felt like oh this was a scene in a contemporary romance that she saw and liked and wanted to incorporate here yeah like okay sorry second <laughs> second point the flirting that kind of ramps up between reese and Feyre at this part of the book yeah. annoyed the shit out of me because mm -hmm. it was not well written like it was super cheesy it was not creative it wasn't funny like it didn't read like witty banter no. it was just felt like gross oh we're forcing sexual tension but it's not really there because this is really shitty like can you yeah. imagine talking to someone the way Reese and Feyre interact? See, and that's what made the whole scene really cringy is like it reads like a, like a 14-year-old's first attempt at sexting. Like, yeah. That, it's like, I don't want to be involved in this. No. Like, it, no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> if I if I have any really big complaints, I mean, I think we've had several complaints uh, about yeah. this book, <laughs> but it was, yes, there's good chemistry between Feyre and Reese. Yeah. However... Their dialogue is awful, horrible, horrific, if not a war crime. Yeah, I don't like it. No, because it's annoying because like their chemistry in like banter was good in Akatar. So like, why did you have to change things? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, why did you have to like force it into some weird like, like they're both and the the attempt at like a letter writing trope with yeah. them exchanging like no but it was sexting it wasn't letter writing no it was sexting like they were doing like weird like oh what would you do if i was there it like triggered the fuck out of me because like a lot of uh you know when you're oh, dating it, oh it you is remember this right it is, yeah it's sexting 
Oh my God. I mm-hmm. never thought of it in that. Con- That's exactly what yep. it is. Yep. Yep. And it triggered the fuck out of me. It triggered my flight or fight response. Cause like, you know, those like creepy dudes that like are sexting you and it's like, this is gross. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like you're barely fucking literate. Like, what are you asking of me? And it's like, this was that, and it was just not well done. And it's like, that's not even in Reese's like character, like characterization that he would do something like that. It's like, this is yucky. Yeah. Like, it didn't belong in the story. No. Mm -mm. And it just wasn't good. Like, honestly, if they had written it better. Yeah. I could have handled it. But it was just so trite. Yeah. Yeah. Like a 14 year old attempting sexting for the first time. Did not love it. Because you're telling me someone that's been around for like 600 years. Is gonna can think of nothing better than like oh what would you do if I was there? It's like that that I (laughs) the rage I felt as that came out of my mouth like that's the like and it's just Feyre is just like at her very bottom level is just like a sexual creature and like that's all she knows how to do like that's her personality. (sighs) Be better. Did not love it. The only thing that was kind of funny was when he like gave her the memory, but she thought it was her own. And then she like ran into the pool. Like that was, that okay. was amusing. That was a, that was a good way to incorporate like the mind games, yeah. mind magic stuff that Reese has. But uh-huh. like the, the texting wasn't necessary. No, not at all. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So they have their little like whatever, like funny moment. And then I also feel like somewhere in between this, he has the dream. In, or the nightmare yeah. and she like wakes him up and that seems like kind of like a yeah, you, okay. you kind of see more of his vulnerability in yeah. that scene um he starts displaying more to Feyre mm-hmm. which thank god because you can't create a relationship without showing like all of yourself mm-hmm. um yeah so yeah. they have that scene and that's like it's cute better than all of the other whatever the fuck scenes that are happening throughout this yeah uh and then it's the Valeris orb scene isn't it? I thought it was the Hewn City, but I could oh, be. Oh, yeah. They didn't even get the orb. <laughs> skip past like There's everything that happened. So much that this next. Yeah. Okay. So, this is gross. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I forget even why that they need to go into the Court of Nightmares. Um, so I think it's because the Orb of Truth or whatever the fuck is in Moore's dad's like rooms Oh, and that's so, right. Yeah, someone's okay. going to go steal it while they're like the distraction. And if you're as lost as we were uh, reading this book, <laughs> they need the orb of truth to show the human queens the city of Valeris. Like that's the whole point of this orb, right? Yeah, but it's like, why did they need? I don't know. Again, this just felt like a weird plot device in order to get like some kind of like weird sexy scene. Yeah. Yeah. So they, Reese kind of braces Feyre to be like hey like I am going to be a different person when we go into the hewn city the, mm-hmm. city, the court of nightmares like I am the I am the dark lord <laughs> um, so just be prepared for that and so more gets Feyre ready because more is from the court of nightmares mm-hmm. she's like a duchess there or something like the regent or something yeah and so they put Feyre in the clothes that she was wearing in Akatar, like the super skimpy toga thing mm-hmm. that's basically see through yeah and put shit ton of makeup on her, and she's presented as basically Reese's whore. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'll hold my comments. Please continue. <laughs> um, th- but that's like the point is they want to show that Feyre is really like kind of powerless, and she's just like a plaything, and to show to want to emphasize Reese is still like this dark temperamental like could destroy you with a thought like has no regard for like emotions or anything Mm -hmm. and so they go to the court of nightmares and this is to allow asriel and cassian to go find the orb right Mm -hmm. yeah um and this is where we get 
the sexy scene. Yeah. And it's just. Because, like, what it doesn't, like, ring true or, like, make sense to me is, like, this felt like a really poorly created, like, plan when Reese, you would think, would have a lot of trauma from being perceived as, like, the whore. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it, like, why would he default to that? You know um, what I mean? Like yeah. they had plenty of time to come up with like maybe a more anything not bad like, like plan. <laughs> also, why did they need to bring Feyre in the first place? Yeah, like if you want to show that she's worthless, don't bring her. Yeah, her only. So they go there. He holds court. He sits on his throne, and Feyre sits on his lap, and then yeah. gets fondled. fondled. Yeah, very uh, overtly. Yeah, but also like very like. uh why, like why to that de de degree yeah like, like and it's not i would say it's like mm, P borderline pg-13 yeah like it's but it feels it feels gross because Feyre like knows what she's doing but ends up enjoying it mm -hmm. and it's like exhibitionism just for the sake of having it in the book yeah um and that's fine if that's what you're into um, mm -hmm. And if you want to have like a darker turn in this book. Yeah. But it's kind of like, it just felt forced. Yeah. And unnatural for Feyre. Especially, she had such a hard time going to see the bone carver under the mountain. And suddenly she's fine getting yeah. fondled on someone's lap under the mountain. In a scene very reminiscent of Amarantha's court. And she's yeah. fine. She's actually getting turned on. I don't even think about that. Because yeah, that doesn't make any sense. And if I have to read one more time of a hot fame male or this male or that male, the number of times this author uses male mm -hmm. to describe a dude character, I don't yeah. like it. I don't know why I don't like it. It just feels gross. It feels, yeah, it feels gross because it's like that weird like biological, like they're not like humans with, you know, comprehensive like thinking systems and like can make decisions and agency mm -hmm. and like hold back on doing like gross things. It almost like makes them into just like animalistic. Beasts. Yeah. yeah. I ugh, that, that, did not I love that. You, I think you kind of, yeah, that's right mm -hmm. there. It's, it's an animalistic portrayal of dudes because somehow that's hot. Yeah. And like you can do the like possessive dominant thing, but I think it's problematic when you tie it to some sort of like biological urge. Cause I think that just makes it sort of like, um, not a scapegoat, but like, uh, excusing certain behaviors mm -hmm. that are not okay and shouldn't be accepted and it's just like oh they can't control it because it's like you know they can't control their maleness and it's like mm, but they can and you know what maybe the intent of using like male to describe all the dudes here is mm -hmm. not to use man because it's a human yeah word but still yeah you could literally use any other term it's or just not use that, just that at all yeah, and the, the part I also didn't really love now thinking about it, especially when you brought up that point, is like Reese didn't tell her he was going to fondle her. No. You know it, what I mean? Yeah. So it's like one thing if she was like on board with a little bit of like exhibitionist. But she like, encourages it though. Like she like yeah. squirms into it more. Yeah. I, feel, ugh, I feel gross just describing this I, I scene. Know. But it's one of those things that like if that's what you want to do, that's totally fine. But like you 100% need to have a conversation about that and like establish boundaries and like that was very obviously not a discussion that they had beforehand. So it's just a weird combination of like Reese having this really specific trigger about being perceived as like the whore, then making Feyre be the whore. And then also not having like a conversation about like how handsy this was going to get in a very like exhibitionist way that like the whole combination of it is like, this feels out of character and like gross a yeah. little bit. 
And it the scene lasts for quite a while. Yeah. It just keeps going. I think that's kind of where I fell off of reading and finishing this book is that scene really turned me away from this book. I could see that. And it's like, I get it. Like she's trying to put like little smutty scenes. And like, I did kind of appreciate the fact that, you know, Feyre has a little bit of a panic attack where she's like, uh, oh no, that's like my body's response and not like me thinking about it. It's like, okay, I appreciate that. But like, there was ways that you could have handled this whole scene just like, like a little bit differently mm-hmm. and had it be like less gross. But yeah. they get the orb. So apparently it's all like, you know, cool. And I kind of also don't know how I feel about. So like Feyre's walking away because they've gotten the orb and they've like singled, signaled Reese and he knows it or whatever. And she's walking away. And uh, Moore's dad like says like, oh, you whore or something. Yeah. And then like freak. It's like, why did you need to? add that in there just as a way to make reese react and defend her and like yeah. uh yeah so reese has a extreme of a reaction because mm-hmm. he's pretending to be this evil lord and he like cripples yeah um moore's dad who's like witness to this whole exhibition yeah and like instructs him not to get a healer like breaks his arm in like five different places yeah because he calls pharaoh a whore which is the whole purpose of the scene yeah so it's because <sighs> again like why why and like reese if you actually wanted to demonstrate that you that she's just a plaything and you don't give a shit about her you wouldn't react at all to that exactly and also why in the court of nightmares would doing all of that be gross you know what i mean like mm-hmm. isn't that their whole point is that everything is like yeah that ooh, well, like, especially it, women are just limits yeah and, yeah so it's like why really is that the line that you're drawing and like it just felt weird i agree so that's kind of sad but uh Really, yeah, they find the thing, and then the queens write back that they'll come talk to them again or something, or they say they have the orb to show them, and they pop up at the house. And this part I did kind of like, because the queens still like were like, that's not good enough. And it was one of those, like, ah, you fucking bitches, just give them the book. Like, it was, oh my God. <laughs> like, I like it when I get kind of, like, mad at characters' decisions because they, like, still are like, no, that's not good enough. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, like, yeah, I'm going to throw my book across the room. <laughs> I appreciated it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, what I didn't uh, totally, well, I did like it. I'll actually say that. So it's, like, the two queens come, the older one who's, like, a total bitch, and then the younger one who was, like, supposedly supposed to be the actual bitch. But she um, secretly leaves the half of the book under her chair with a note that says, like, don't trust the other queens. And that immediately, like, the hairs raised up on my arms. I'm like, what the fuck is happening in the mortal lands right now? Like, they got some, like, beef between the queens. And I feel like that should have been your first, like, oh, no. Like, something sus is happening. This alliance is not going to (laughs) work. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because, like, they don't even think twice about that until, like, Everything goes to shit with Highburn at the end, which will be in part four. But it's just like, that didn't raise any alarms for like anyone, but that's fine. And then in the meantime, Amarin is working on translating, like relearning the holy language that this book is written in. Mm-hmm. Which I love too, that like, because the whole buy-in for Amarin is that this might give her a way to go home. So that whole concept was like kind of cool to me that she just wants to go home and she's been stuck in this like crazy land for the fact that she's like an otherworldly creature. <sighs> Love it. Oh, it's so Ugh. good. Give me more female characters like this that are just like big and bad. Between yeah, Amarin and Moore mm-hmm. like, carried the female heroine thing for this book. <laughs> yeah. Which is sad because like 
Feyre should have been doing that. And Nesta. I'll throw it on Nesta for that matter. I know, honestly, frankly. Yeah, so it's just kind of, eh. And then I don't really understand the whole, like, why they went to the Illyrian lands um, to, like, check in on them. It's like, why? I don't. I don't quite understand that. But again, I feel like it was just a mechanism for them to have another smutty scene, the like one bed trope. I I either read this and don't remember it. That's fair. Um, or I didn't read it yet or reread it yet. <laughs> so please continue. Yeah, because like they go off to practice their magic or whatever. And I think um, sometime during this. They go off to practice and like somehow use the mad Royce uses magic, which is being tracked by someone, which like I didn't really understand how they could even do that, but like okay. And then Lucian pops up to snag Feyre and take her away, but then like Feyre's like, No, I'm staying here. And Lucian's like, oh, what? You traitorous bitch. Yeah, basically. <laughs> And it's like, I I liked that, you know, this was an additional scene, but it also just like makes Tamlin that much less redeemable Mm -hmm. that he's like still sending people to like, basically like potentially be put to death if they're found in like another court. So like, that's kind of crazy, but like again, but they brush it off and nothing happens. So it's kind of like, okay, why was that thrown in there? And then they have the one bed trope where they go to an inn and there's only one room available. Oh, God. Yeah, and then we get another smutty scene where it's, uh, it's a smutty scene. <laughs> One bed, you can assume what <sighs> happens, but it's not, you know, the full, full smutty scene that happens in later chapters. Um, but really, the whole point of this whole trip was just to get Feyre and Reese alone, so they could have that scene, and then also so that he could be flying and then get shot through with ash arrows, get poisoned, and fall and lose Feyre and they can't find each other and he's taken by people. Oh, and that's, that's intriguing, <laughs> actually. Uh-huh, yeah. I didn't know that happened. Yeah. But uh, I like a little like, oh, the, the main dude needs to be rescued mm-hmm. and the heroine has to step up. Yep. I appreciated that because it is Feyre like basically using all of her skills then to try to hunt him down and find him. And then she gets a revenge on like the fucking soldiers. Oh. But we'll talk about that in part four because there's a little, you know, serial gossip. I am going to keep on reading. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. If you, you can just like skim past all of the like whatever the fuck Lyrian whatever Mm -hmm. and then the smutty scene and then just get to like I think after that okay yeah and then action starts again and then we will finally be done yes we have one more episode and it's hard because like I like these books and I like these characters and I like what happens in them but it's just exhausting there's so much there's so very much that happens here yeah it's just a lot (sighs) a lot a lot well um we did it if you're still if you're still with us yeah (laughs) thank you yeah. We promise it's just one more part. Yep. Yep. And yeah. Well, I at least hope you guys are like enjoying this as you're listening to it. Mm-hmm. And it's not like you're feeling the exhaustion that we're feeling. What I hope is the way we kind of go through these stories and and treat these books in, in our reviews is that you kind of get to relive the scenes. Yeah. Uh, if you have enough of a memory of these books, because we all know that some of us don't. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but hopefully it triggers like reading this book for you if you've already read it. Yeah. Or it inspires you it inspires the use, <laughs> use, use to pick up the book and read it yourself. 100%. I, I think that's what we're shooting for here. Yeah. And I also think it's cool too, because I feel like there's not a lot of venues to have actual kind of intellectual discussions about the pros and cons of books, especially popular ones, without getting just fucking demolished for no reason. Like what, like 
we kind of touch on some of the more literary things that you can talk about with writing. Yeah. But we're really just talking about what do these scenes mean to you? Like how, if these were real people yeah, and they're interacting with you in your world, like, is it believable? Is it realistic? Do you like these people? Mm-hmm. How could it be better? How could it be worse? Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like a lot of times reviews on Goodreads are just like, this wasn't smutty enough or like, oh my God, I love this book and it was amazing. And or like, I it's a it novel from someone with an English like yeah. a master's in English yeah, or literature. Like, I don't care about sentence structure really that much unless it's like not readable. <laughs> so it's just fun to talk about like actual plot points and like, hey, like maybe this character wasn't quite developed as much as they should have been. And yeah. like, oh, she is a little bit of a Bella Swan. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of sad because I feel like Bella at least was a little bit more like mature and like yeah. in control of her personhood Bella is Bella as a bland character is a more relatable yeah character because she is just a little bit more like you said reserved yeah Farrah's just kind of like grumpy all the time she's a bit of a tramp yeah I'm just gonna say it (laughs) I love that your like properness is coming out it's like she slept with three men what a tramp (laughs) but for real no judgment Uh, here yeah anyway uh so stay tuned if you would like to hear some traumatizing stories from Jordan's childhood we got um. a little distracted at the start of this episode, and so we have cut it and put it at the end yes. so you can get right into the actual story. But if you want some sidebar stories yep. from... Yeah, uh, it uh, made me sad, but it's also adorable it's to pretty funny. <laughs> talk about baby I, Jordan. I can laugh looking back on it. So yeah, uh, so yeah stay tuned if you need yeah. some more entertainment in your it's, life. It's definitely like a relatable story. <laughs> if anyone out there listening is in their mid-30s, they would remember this era of reading. Yes. Um, so yeah. yeah. Yeah, to traumatize everyone equally. <laughs> yeah. Well, from our shelf to yours. We'll see you on the next page. Can you read smut in public? Yes. I can too. Um, I do have a, a traumatic story about that. Though. Oh my God, girl. <laughs> Bring it on. Oh my God. Okay. So this was back before Kindles. So I was probably, and I was still riding the school bus because I couldn't drive oh. yet. I was probably... 13 or 14 years old. Oh, so like middle school? Middle school. Ugh. So it was Kids ar- are savage. It was already a very dark time <laughs> in Volatile. my life. And I had just started reading like trashy historical <laughs> romance. And like not like filled with sex yeah. and smut, but like books at that time were still having like the really bad titles like mm-hmm. The Touch of Fire. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure yeah. that was the name of the book because this is in- ingrained in my memory. <laughs> oh. Um but you could buy book covers mm-hmm. that were very like nondescript. Like it was like a leather book cover and you slid. Oh, Do you remember yeah. those? And the like fabric ones that you stretch over your textbooks yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So they made those. And so I used them Aww. for when I was reading these trashy books in public. Fair, um, fair. And I would always like, I would be that nerdy girl on the bus, like curled up in Aww. a seat, like leave me the fuck alone. I have my book. And we get to my stop on the way home. And I left my <gasps> book on the bus. Oh, no. And like, I think it was the, and I think I left the book on the bus because there was, it was the one time that another girl talked to me and Aww. like, we were having a conversation. Aww. I was like, oh, friendship. maybe we could be friends. <laughs> and like, she was cool and kind of like edgy. And I'm like, Aww. this is, this is kind of neat. But because I was talking to somebody like I never did yeah. uh, at that time, I completely left my book. Um, and so the next day, this girl was like three seats behind me and she passed the book up no <laughs> oh. and i was horrified oh my <laughs> because god because it was a like western romance oh. just 
it looked bad. Oh. I mean, it was a good book. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I think I still have it, but um, Scarred for Life. That's fair, because that's one of those that you know some, like, snotty fucking 13, greasy-year-old boy, like, picked it up and was, like, giggling with his friends at, like, the, like, oh, my God, they're kissing. And it's like, <sighs> you're a fucking, like, you haven't showered in 14 days. Like, bruh. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, reading that oh in public. But then I kind of had sweet, sweet revenge on someone who did not deserve it ever. <laughs> uh, one more story for our readers. Uh-huh. Uh, we might cut this later. <laughs> no, um, this is excellent. <laughs> so again, back before Kindles and you could hide your guilty reading mm-hmm. pleasures on like your phone. Um, I lived at the public library. Aww. Like walked there after school. I did not know this. I was such a nerd. Um, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> Safe <laughs> space. <laughs> um, so I would like check out stacks of books at a time and i would order books to be picked up from like other library branches oh right mm -hmm. so i was at a girl scout troop meeting Um, (laughs) you're getting a glimpse into young jordan and it's (laughs) um and so i asked my mother if she could please pick up my library holds for me when she came to get me from from my girl scout meeting and this poor woman who only reads nonfiction. oh (laughs) only (laughs) Uh, I think she reads a little bit more now and like some more contemporary fiction and mm-hmm. stuff. She went to the library to pick up my holes. <laughs> and I don't know if any authors know the um the author Sher- or any readers know the author Sherilyn Kenyon. I don't think so. Uh she writes like paranormal trashy romance. I love this. Every <laughs> single book in her series at that time had a half naked man yep. on the front of it <laughs> and it always had like hunting vampires or hunting oh. heat or something like that and like when you hit when you get these holds at the library at least back then you didn't always know which version of the book you were yeah. getting mm-hmm. and so she went to pick it up from the library and my poor mother <laughs> she picked me up from girl scout she's like if you ever make me pick up <laughs> through this book at me because oh my, <laughs> my mother is a very like pretty proper very yeah. like you're Checks coming out. to christmas you'll yep. see yep. <laughs> so uh yeah, Aww. so now I no longer give a shit. Uh, I will fair. read whatever in public. But That's uh, fair. there's two stories for before oh the Kindle God. days. I don't know that I had anything like that, but that's such a. I love this concept of like baby Jordan. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. What a horrible dark time, like for everyone. Like middle school is never good it for is, anyone. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure junior high and middle school, like kids at that age are pure evil yeah 100 percent. well isn't that like a thing like when your brain is restructuring itself yeah. you're like empathy is like non-existent so yeah. you're just a fucking like I was psychopath about to say the c word but <laughs> <laughs> like but <yes>. yeah <laughs> god <sighs> see that's why like i don't know i just want to be like the cool like aunt like no here's your trashy romance you 13 year old girl just Maybe make healthy relationship habits too. <laughs> Be proud of it. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I hope, I'm glad that like Gen Alpha and like Gen Z are just like out there living their lives. They're like, yeah, yeah I read trashy, smutty, fake yeah, porn. And they're proud <laughs> of it. Like there's re- there's Instagram reels yeah. and TikToks that like bragging about reading the stuff. I'm like, thank God. Where yeah, was this I when know. I was 12? <laughs> okay. That's how I feel about like fan fiction too. Cause like there's been a lot of like reels I've seen about like fan fiction stuff. And I'm like, 
y'all have not been in the like trenches of, you know, no. 13, You have 14. not earned the right <laughs> to read these stories, okay? Traumatized. You'd have to like watch all the tags to make sure you're not reading some like crazy fucking like, ooh. But yeah, I'm just glad that the world is a better place it for is. kids. It is so much better. <laughs> if not worse, but better uh, in some aspects. Yeah. We're, we're definitely, I think what I've noticed is everyone is much more accepting of yeah. different and new. And yeah, mm-hmm. it's just lovely. Hi, readers. If you'd like to help us pick our next book, send us a message on Instagram. Or if you'd like to just listen, we post new episodes every Monday and Wednesday on Spotify, Apple, and Amazon. Thanks for listening. Bussin'.